special thank you to our sponsor of Russ Reels Live, Ironhead Roofing in the Willamette Valley of Oregon. For more information on Ironhead Roofing and their roofing services, go to ironheadroofing.com. afternoon everybody i almost said good morning <laughs> good afternoon everybody well at least it's afternoon here in oregon and i don't know what time it is where you are but you are in russ reels live right now and i'm so excited uh, to have you here today i'm really excited about this show what an important important topic you know it can be a super serious topic but it also can bring hope and joy uh, to lives and inspiration to people uh, when people overcome challenges, overcome battles. And today we're going to be talking perspectives on cancer. And you know, I'm big on perspective because I think your life perspective is so, so important how you look at things. You know, I always say life happens and then you choose because there's a lot of crummy things in life that happen, but you get to take those, you get to mold those and you get to move forward and do something good with your life, no matter what's happening, no matter what your circumstances, you know, I want, I want to remind you, you are not your circumstances. You are not defined by your circumstances. You are an amazing person and just need to move forward, have confidence in yourself and know that no matter what is happening in your life, you can move forward and make it a better day tomorrow. You can make it a better hour next hour, better moment next moment. You just need to keep moving, keep smiling, and remember that there is light at the end of the tunnel, that there's good things ahead. I truly, truly believe that. I, I have been truly blessed by God. You know, I tell everybody that my wire purpose in life is to inspire and encourage you to live a purpose-driven life of significance. So what do I mean? I want you to be a world changer. I want you to be a difference maker. I want you to do the amazing things God has created you to do. And I believe with all my heart that you were created to do amazing things. You just have to do it. Move forward. My good friend D. Scott Smith always says the barrier to entry and progress today is just taking a step, the next step, moving forward and just doing it. A lot of times we just have to take action. That's really what it's all about. And keep a positive perspective all around that. You know, in my book, Befuddled, Live the Life You Choose, I talk about positive perspective, positive mindset. And I have been able to practice that real life uh, myself because of my own cancer journey. We're going to get more into that. But um, I just wanted to thank you all again for being here. I want to remind you, I'm here uh, every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Russ Reels Live. That's right, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Russ Reels Live every Thursday. And I just love this community. I love all the people uh, that have come and continue to bless us uh, and bless each other. You know, this is a great place to connect with amazing people. My guests today are super, super amazing overcomers and are all part of a book, Perspectives on Cancer. Uh, that the first person I'm going to bring on is the architect of all of this because of his own cancer story. And my good friend, Mr. Tim Sohn, is going to join me here in the house. Hello, Tim. Hello, Russ Hedge. Thank you so much for having me. 
You're welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. And, uh, you know, you and I now have been friends for a long time. We met on the Tim and Jim show yes. live the first time that we met. And I'm thinking, who is this Tim guy? Right. <laughs> I'll bet everybody that tuned in today was thinking, who is this Tim guy? So, you know what? Why don't you tell everybody who is this Tim guy? Yes, yes, definitely. So thanks again so much for having me, Russ. Uh, so for those of you who haven't met me or for those of you who have met me, maybe you'll learn something new. Uh, so first and foremost, I'm a husband. I'm a dad to two girls. I'm a son. I'm a brother. Uh, I am a 16-year cancer warrior, chronic myeloid leukemia. I never thought I'd need to learn the word myeloid. Kind of sounds like something from outer space, right, Russ? It does kind of, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm also a, a live stream producer and, and help businesses with social media, but um, I'm also the host of a show called Showing Up Perspectives on Cancer, which is uh, where cancer patients, survivors, and supporters gather to uh, share their stories and show up, show up. See the what I did there? Show up. <laughs> that was good. That was Without really good. <laughs> and uh, and connect and and support each other. And and the show is every Tuesday at three o'clock Eastern time. Except this coming Tuesday, Russ Hedge is going to be that guy over there. Is going to be the guest on the show. Whoop whoop. <laughs> and uh, but the show is going to be at two o'clock Eastern time because uh, I have another work commitment at three. But this coming week, it's going to be at 2 o'clock, and Russ is going to be the incredible guest. Uh, so the show, and then as well, uh, author of this book that we're going to be talking about today, and we're also going to have some other contributors of the book on today that Russ is going to get to. Um, and the book is called Perspectives on Cancer. Cancer patients, survivors, and supporters share their stories. And the book is includes uh, my cancer story as well as the stories of 10 other cancer patients, survivors, and supporters with the goal of encouraging others in the cancer community to share their stories when they're ready and also to let others know that they're not alone, that we're all in this together. And, uh, and it's really all about community, which I know you're all about, Russ. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, and I want to talk more about that later, but coming together, supporting each other, through the journey of cancer. Wow. I, it, it's hard for me not to break down based on the number, the amount of support that I've received. And we'll talk more about that. But what I really want to do, Tim, thank you, is get our other people in the room and get them introduced and we'll move forward from there. We're going to bring Terry in next. We always go ladies first, even though Tim came first, I guess. But hi, hi Terry. Hi, Russ. And thank you for having me today. You bet. You bet. Well, I am here. so blessed to meet you and have you here. And so, Terry, give us a little snapshot of who you are and sure. your tie into cancer. Sure. Uh, I, my name is Terry Tomoff. I'm a wife and mother of two adult children, Olivia and Ryan, chief caregiver, uh, hope provider, former marathoner, now walker runner slash walker runner, a writer, almost daily blogger. I'm a sewist and I'm a quilter. I have my own business with T-shirt quilts. I'm a USS soccer referee, world traveler, and a published author. I live in Crofton, Maryland with my husband, Bill, and my son, Ryan. And I'm thrilled to share uh, today about my experience as a, well, cancer supporter. And lo and behold, when I was writing my book called The Focus Fight, A Childhood Cancer Journey from Mayhem to Miracles in 2001, 
I was diagnosed with my own cancer, uterine cancer. So I became the patient after caregiving for my son for over 25 years. So I know both sides of the coin and uh, nothing has been easy about it, but I live a life of uh, hope and inspiration and, and being here and meeting Tim and now you, Russ, that's you're part of my inspiration to keep going, keep caregiving, and keep living a full and healthy life. So thanks for having me. Oh, you bet. I am so blessed to have you on. And I have also experienced it from both sides. I lost my dad to lung cancer. And actually, the first time that I was on Perspectives on Cancer with Tim, it was talking about my tie-in with losing my father. So anyway, we're going to keep her moving here. We're going to bring Mark in. Mark Kagiyama's here. Good friend. Hey, Mark. Hey, Russ. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you. Thank you. I, uh, I'm feeling good because, as many people know, I'm at the at coming out of the last three weeks of not good. And so I've, everybody here could probably relate to that. So last three weeks have been a little rough for me. So, hey, Mark, give everybody a little snapshot. Who is Mark and what is your tie into cancer? I just wanted to mention off the bat that uh, your entry into this uh, program was phenomenal. It, it was really good. So my hat's off to you. That, that was outstanding. I was really impressed. Thank you. But uh, my name is Mark Kageyama, and I was born and raised in Southern California. And back in 2021, uh, well, actually late 2020 uh out of the blue one day in october of 2020 uh, i wasn't able to walk it was just happened boom i wasn't able to walk and so my wife took me to the uh, doctor they kind of patched me up with um, some band-aids and 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 glue and and stuff like that and and so i was able to at least uh walk away from the facility somewhat and then I started doing a deep dive into what, what in the world is going on because, you know, all of a sudden that, that's just not normal not to walk. So I started uh, getting a lot of testing and the testing lasted weeks and weeks and weeks. And, and as most uh, cancer patients know, the tests are not fun and they're invasive. And I had uh, uh, biopsies, including lung and bone and and prostate and I had scans and I had MRIs and, and you name it and I probably had it. But anyway, in early 2021, uh, my oncologist called us into her office and she said, uh, she said to me and you know, just matter of factly, she said, your cancer is so bad that I can't cure you. You have stage four prostate bone and lung cancer and she was basically saying i could help make your life more comfortable but she also said i cannot cure you and at that point i was i was actually relieved because after going after going for weeks and weeks and weeks uh, with all kinds of testing to finally know what i was actually dealing with was was a relief and, and so at that point i set out on the journey and um you know because in my mind there was no way that i was gonna accept what she was telling me 
You know, right. I, I don't believe that any human being has the right to tell another human being how long they have to live. And sure. so I wasn't having what she was telling me. And so I set on my journey to, uh, to live. And I set my goal. My first goal was to make to my birthday in June, which is actually coming up again. When is and your birthday in June, Mark? <laughs> it's it's on the ninth. And... Oh, because mine's in June also. Hey, you know what? I'm I'm since I've broken in here, we're gonna pause on your story because I want to get deeper into it, but I want to get Savio in the room here Sounds before good. we get going. So hang tight for just a second. Yours is incredible, but hang tight on that. We're gonna leave people cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Okay, here we go. Next, we're gonna bring <laughs> we're gonna get Savio in the room here. And we have him just via audio today. Hey, Savio. Hey, Russ. Thank you so much for the invitation here. I'm so excited to be part of this conversation today. Well, we're so glad to have you here. Um, and so really, just let's start off by just giving everybody a snapshot. Who is Savio and, and uh, what is your tie into cancer? Sure. So, uh, hi, everyone. My name is Savio P. Clementi. Um, I'm a board-certified wellness coach. I'm a best-selling author, I'm a media journalist, and a podcaster, and my tie into cancer really started in 2014. I'm a stage 3 DLBCL, which is diffuse large B-cell lymphoma survivor. I'm so far eight years in survivorship, and really my goal and my the individuals that I help are cancer survivors in general because there's a, um, there's a different lens that uh, your life is after cancer and before cancer. And I'd really help cancer survivors navigate that journey from overcoming obstacles in their life, gaining clarity, and actually discovering their superpower to tell their unique story so that that could move forward for someone else. Well, you know, I think um, we are given a platform, and what you just said just makes me think, you know, we're given the ability to share and inspire other people based on what's happening in our lives. And I think that's so important. And Tim, I'm going to bounce back to you because this whole adventure with everybody here in the room started with you and you having the vulnerability and willingness to share your cancer story on Jenny Gold's show now um, a couple of years ago. I can't remember. Is it three years ago? It was in June of 2021. Wow. Time is flying. So so almost two years ago. Okay. Almost so two. Any, anyway, so what gave you the inspiration to really pull this perspectives on cancer together that's given everybody here an opportunity to share their story and to reach out a little bit more yeah so i had i i had started sharing my story like you said on jenny gold show called podcast not podcast uh and so, and then I ended up creating the Showing Up Perspectives on Cancer show with Carol Olker in, um, in 2021 also. In, so, and then what I, I did want to create a book. And, but I am someone who, I don't like reading long things. I don't like writing long things. And there's someone actually in this room right here who unknowingly at the time inspired me to create this book and that's Savio because Savio showed up at the in-person showing up perspectives on cancer event in November and he showed up with this book right here called I survived cancer and here is how I did it and it has his cancer story as well as other cancer survivors journeys in it as well 
And when I saw the idea of sharing my cancer story, but then also including other cancer survivors or patients or supporters, whoever's stories in the book, and I had the show platform, I reached out to guests such as Savio and Terry and Mark and Susanna Webb and Steve Sullivan and Tim McDonald. And speaking of Tim McDonald, Tim McDonald actually had a liver transplant. I think it was yesterday and he's out of the liver transplant. So definitely sending positive vibes to Tim. Um, and so, so the really the inspiration for the book uh, came when Shavi, Savio showed up at the in-person perspective event. And in a matter of maybe two weeks, uh, I, I started reaching out to people uh, who had been on the show. Yeah, you know, and I think it, sometimes it takes that person with the little nudge and inspiration to get us to do things. I mean, I wouldn't have done half what I'm doing, including my book, had it not been number one for D Scott Smith, even bringing up the topic and getting me started. Mm -hmm. And number two for my beautiful wife who really encouraged me to jump in when COVID hit and just write the book, you know? Um, but it was yeah. not about cancer because at that point I wasn't dealing with that. A short time after that, I dealt with my dad passing away from lung cancer. And you and I talked about that on Perspectives with Cancer. Um, and then, voila, um, here um, about nine months ago, I embarked on my own cancer journey. So I'm going to give just a little snippet of, of what I'm um, dealing with at the moment because I'm going through it right as we speak. And then um, I want to dive into each individual, especially, you know, because each of you were in the book and um, we're um, telling about your cancer journey and inspiring people through that. So, you know, I've really been blessed to be able to reach out and let people know. People have asked me to keep them informed on what's going on. And I really shot to um, encourage and inspire people. And that's what I'm all about. And the number one thing uh, that's really important to me, you know, I, I'm a I'm a strong man of faith and I believe that God's got me and things are going to work out great. But, you know, it there's some real struggles and showing people that you come out on the other side of just those struggles is a big deal. So I was I was diagnosed with melanoma skin cancer on the bottom of my foot. It was about a quarter size, about like that. Um, a black spot on the bottom of my foot. Thought they were just going to cut it off. That was a big surgery all by itself. They had to re uh, through plastic surgery after they cut it off. They had to redo my whole instep. So it was like six weeks without walking, which for me, an active person, that was hard. Um, but uh, then they did. Um, they found a lymph node in my groin that had cancer and it had traveled to my groin. And just recently they found another one, even after they had taken out the first lymph node and taken off the cancer in my foot, it's still there. And so the last three weeks as probably everybody in this room knows um, I went through some pretty bad side effects from the latest drug to attack the new cancer. And then they gave me some other medicines to affect the side effects and it shot my blood sugar high and did all kinds of stuff. And now I'm shooting in uh, injecting insulin and I'm actually having to take care of my blood sugar. So all of that is not fun, but I am coming out on the other side of that. I'm feeling better moving forward. I'm not all the way through, but you know what? I still, I'm still a strong believer. God is good. And I'm going to get through this. And I want people to know you could come out the other side of what you're going through, no matter what that is, whether it's cancer or something else. I want people to be encouraged and inspired that you don't have to sit where you're at. Just like Mark said, and Mark, uh, we're going to talk to you um, next. And that is 
we, you talked about, you decided you were going to live, right? You decided you were going to live and I interrupted your story. So I want you to pick it up and I want to bring you up next. Go for it. Thank you, Russ. Um, anyway, so I set my first goal to reach my birthday and that was one of the greatest days of my life so far. Uh, and that day I opened my eyes and and I thank God for allowing me to see my birthday because I that was my first goal. And, and from that point on, I knew I was going to make it because uh, I, I just knew it. I, I had faith that I would make it. And I was so excited. And little to my knowledge, what was going to happen that day, my, my two daughters, uh, Tanya and Lisa, they put together a video uh, with the family and friends and it was probably 15 20 minutes long and people got up and said you know a lot of nice things and it, i'm still thankful for it and every now and then i still watch it but at the very end uh one of our friends came on and said hey i've got a special friend that uh, uh wants to say happy birthday to you and and so i i'm like what in the world is going on and my my daughter Lisa, she's filming me as I'm watching this on my laptop, and I'm thinking, "What in the world?" And to my surprise, none other than Kevin Hart came on and wished me a happy birthday. <laughs> so that was just the greatest surprise I've I've ever had, and it, it, awesome. it was such a great great day. And uh, I, I just believe. And I've been preparing a, uh, a speech that I'm going to be giving on this Sunday uh, at my church, inside the church. And I have no idea how many people are going to be there. Uh, but I've been preparing. We've been working on it since October. And one of the things that came to me in the past week is this, is... You know, when we're given a cancer diagnosis, everybody is thrown, and, and I was no exception. But how you approach it from there, once you get your diagnosis, is so critical. And, you know, I, I don't know how many people are sports fans out there, but, you know, the worst thing that you could see a football team do, and, and Russ, you'll understand what I'm saying here, when a team has a big lead, what's the worst thing that a football team could do? It's going to the prevent defense and you're backpedaling and bad things happen. And, and so I, I relate that to the cancer journey because when we're diagnosed with cancer, we're caught off guard and instantly we're backpedaling. And so we're just waiting for things to come to us. And I just feel it should be the other way around because it should be a person getting to uh, get knowledge about cancer. And that that's the whole where all the fear comes in is a lack of knowledge. You know, mm -hmm. we become doctors and lawyers and we go to school to become whatever it is we're going to become. But nobody does that with cancer. It just it, right. you know, it doesn't make sense. I heard a, a stat the other day uh, from a major uh, medical uh, publication that came out in 2015, 
and that publication said that in our lifetimes to expect one out of every two people to get cancer wow that is an epidemic as far as yep. i'm concerned and For people sure. should really wake up and you know get in tune with what this is because it is scary so let's go on the offensive instead of backpedaling and uh you know take control of our own situations that advocate for ourselves yeah well and i think that's a good life lesson mark we need to be on the offense we need to not sit back and let things come at us we need to take action and move forward and as we move through this uh journey or we've moved through it we're learning every step of the way um and i think that's so important so terry um go ahead and let's get a little deeper into your cancer journey Sure. Well, my cancer journey was short, so it was uh, surgery, thankfully, and I was stage one, so I'm pretty healthy. And I, but my main topic would be my son and his cancer journey. And he was diagnosed at age two with acute lymphoblastic leukemia with CNS involvement, so it crossed the blood-brain barrier. So he had radiation, cranial spinal radiation, prior to oh, well, about two years and three months old. Uh, relapsed three times before he was 10 years old and had a life-saving bone marrow transplant at age 10 and enjoyed about 11 years cancer-free until in 2016, his cancer came back with a vengeance and squamous cell carcinoma on his tongue, two bouts. He had a 12-hour surgery to have half his tongue removed. But this muscle right here uh, is, is his new tongue. And then a few months later, about six months later, another one spot was found smaller. And so they were plucked it out. Then he had some lymph nodes. It's the hot lymph nodes that um, the other presenter talked about. And uh, so far, he's heavily supported by many ologists <laughs> over the course of um, the last 26, seven, 26 years. And uh, we just take it day by day. But he loves to golf. He loves to cook. And he's just a great kid, and uh, we love him dearly. And my daughter also being a child sibling of a cancer kid, it was tough for her too. So we have to really include those siblings dealing with it, even with an adult parent that's going through cancer. I think the siblings really take a hit, and it's not pleasant. But we try to keep her involved in her sports. I'm a sports lover. My daughter played soccer and all the way through college. And so uh, we really enjoyed that. So we were on both ends of the spectrum. We had a child, you know, very sick, and yet our daughter was excelling on the other end. So we had a little bit of both worlds. And um, and I wanna just say for, for people listening, it's really the communities that you're getting involved with and maybe uh, the advocacy for your child or your as an adult. And we talked a little bit about that earlier. The advocacy is it community, the power of community, power of connection, power of a chocolate chip cookie. And it, they all work <laughs> at some point. Well, so I you. couldn't, I couldn't agree with that more. Thank you. Um, you know, community connection, build, uh, connection and community building are the foundation of life as far as I'm concerned, but especially when you're going through struggles and the ability to reach out, help others, and then them reaching back and helping you is so vital through uh, this journey, um, which I can't even imagine without my uh, beautiful wife and family and all my wonderful friends, 
um, like all of you uh, there to support as you're going through it. So, Savio, let's bring you up. Give a little more information on your cancer journey. Yeah, so cancer showed up in my life in July of 2014. Uh, I was experiencing a distended stomach that kept growing. At the time, I lived a very kind of um, organic, holistic lifestyle, and my naturopath did my blood work and said, something's wrong. You need to seek out traditional mainstream medicine. And so I ended up getting a sonogram, and uh, they wouldn't let me leave the office. Had a family member come to pick me up and told me to go to the hospital right away. And so my dad came. He picked me up. We went to the hospital and I was admitted literally within an hour to the fifth floor. And that night I heard some rumblings from the nurses that I would be transferred to what they call the seventh floor, which they inadvertently said was the cancer floor. So I had an idea that that night uh, I had cancer. It wasn't confirmed until um, uh, they had to do a bone marrow aspiration on me. And they also put in a nephrostomy tube in order to distend um, some of the liquid from my stomach. Um, and I was given the, the news that it was stage three, diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. Um, I was in the hospital for 15 days, and I was told four days before I got discharged that I would have to start my first round of chemo. And at the time, I remember my medical director looking me deadpan in the face and saying, um, I know that you don't even take aspirin and you've lived, uh, I was 38 at the time. Um, but I'm telling you right now that if you do not, uh, take your first round of chemo, you might not be here, uh, any longer. And I was like, wow. And so I thought really deeply within myself, I've always really relied on a central core uh, identity, which is my, I grew up Catholic, but I've always sort of been in interested in just spirituality in general. And I asked that night, um, uh, what should I do? And I remember there was a scene and I tell this story often, so people might've heard it before. But there's this movie called Little Buddha starring Keanu Reeves back in, I think it was the 90s. And there was a scene where um, it's about uh, the story of the Buddha, of, of uh, Siddhartha. And he basically gave up all his worldly possessions. He was meditating with two ascetics in, in, in like a very sort of grassy knoll area. And he heard two individuals on a fishing boat uh, as he was meditating. And one of them said, had an instrument. One of them says, if you hold the instrument too tight, It'll snap. If you hold it too loose, it won't play. The key is the middle path. And so I just realized in that moment that I needed to, to do both. And so I pursued that. I did six rounds of R-CHOP therapy, which is Rituxan, along with four other really powerful um, chemo drugs. And on the opposite cycles, on the opposite weeks, I did a whole uh, boast and modality of uh, integrated modalities in general. Uh, I just knew for myself that I had to treat cancer not only as a challenge and as an enemy, but as something that I needed to understand. And so I went full throttle. I focused like a laser beam. Everything else in my life just stayed still except for my search um, and my desire to overcome um, my cancer. I can happily say that through that process, it took me four and a half months and I got my remission status that year in December of 2014. And I've been in remission for eight and a half years at this moment. Yeah, that's amazing. Well, and I think it's your attitude. You know, it's proven uh, scientifically that a positive attitude and really taking action in your life with what you're doing is going to help your uh, definitely improve your health. And you obviously diving in and focusing on that and being very intentional about what you were choosing to do. 
I think is so important. And I think that's important with each person. You know, uh, one thing that I have been, I've been inundated with well-meaning, loving friends and family members. You get everybody's cure for cancer all at once. And I'm <laughs> thankful, by the way. Thank you, everybody, for that. I do appreciate that. I'm, I, I'm not saying I don't, but there's a lot of ideas about how to, you know, how to do that. And so it's important to, um, to really be intentional with what you're doing and make your choices. You know, when I talk about live the life you choose, I think that's important every step of the way. One of my favorite phrases, I think I said it earlier, is life happens and then you choose. And I, I said that so many times before last uh, summer when I was, when the cancer showed up and when I actually went into that and they told me I had to learn uh, invasive malignant uh, melanoma. That's an easy one compared to what you had. But uh, yeah, unfortunately they told me I had the bad one as far as skin cancers and it decided to keep moving. Um, and well, the, at this point I'm still in the middle of that because they're trying to level my body out so they can take the next step which probably looks like surgery and radiation at this point. Uh, but I still have to talk to my oncologist and my surgeon and all that about that portion. But, um, but yeah, you know, I think that every step of the way, holding on to faith, you know, I've been holding on to God and believing every step that I go that, you know, things are going to be better, that I'm going to be healed and that the doctors are, I have amazing medical team at OHSU um, where I am at. And I'm just so blessed by that. And Tim, you have, you know, you went through a beginning of your journey. Everything was good. I mean, everything went along and then you uh, were in remission and the, but you still have to, you still have to be keeping an eye on that. And they found a few things along the way, right? Yeah. So I was originally diagnosed 16 years ago with chronic myeloid leukemia, which is a blood cancer. I had some purple bruises on my legs. So I went to my primary care physician and they took some blood work and they gave me a phone call and they said, um, you need to go to the hospital right now. So right then I went to the hospital, went on a two hour drive to the, the hospital. And uh, I was at the hospital for four days. And in that time period, they, they diagnosed me with CML, chronic myeloid leukemia. I, at the time I had 400,000 white blood cells in my body wow. and um, yeah. Wow. Right. 400,000. I, I think the normal amount is somewhere between five and 10,000. So it, that's quite a, quite a drastic difference. Yeah. Uh, so the, so the treatment that I've, and I still do up to this day is I take oral chemotherapy medication, which is one pill every day. When I first was diagnosed, it was uh Gleevec, G L E E V E C. Now I take one called Spricel. Um, and so, so I've been very blessed in my journey that for the most part, from a physical perspective, I have felt for the most part fine. Um, and I, and so, so that's been wonderful. Um, and from a mental perspective, I've had a lot of survivor's guilt about that over that time period. And then so then in 2021, one month after the Showing Up Perspectives on Cancer show was created, I found out that I was cancer-free after almost 15 years of having leukemia. So I was like, and, and that came out of nowhere. And I was like, that's awesome, right? And then just a few months ago, I found out that my cancer is back. I still feel fine. But from a mental perspective, it's like, whoa, right? 
Um, but I do want I do want to mention that when my cancer came back, um, and definitely shout out to my co-host Erica on showing up perspectives on cancer. She's amazing. Terry knows her. Mark, probably all of you know her. Um, she wasn't able to be on the show that week. So what I ended up doing was hosting the show myself. And I talked about my cancer coming back and, and what that experience was going like. But then I also invited people to come on with me. I called it an Ask Me Anything show. And Mark came on and Amanda Ferraro came on. And as always, people came on from the, gave their comments or put their comments in as well and gave their perspectives and thoughts as well. And, and I, just, I just felt so supported. I just, I, I so needed that. I'm going to need the pups, Russ. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously. Um, I've got some somewhere. Hang on. <laughs> you got some? I've got the screaming goat here, too, if we need to hear that. Taylor needs the pups or a goat. <laughs> wait, wait, here. We'll get the screaming goat. There's the, he, there's the box. The goat's hiding. There it is. Um, but going back to that whole idea of community being so important when you're when you're going through cancer, whether you're first diagnosed or your um your cancer is back right um the idea of being supported and um that's what i've got well you know i want to just chime into that because everybody here has experienced it and somebody brought it up beside you and that is the initial i think it was mark when it hits you initially and you know when i started off the melanoma on the bottom of my foot was 2a they put letters on it nowadays, I guess. So it was 2A, and I thought, okay, great. They're going to cut it off. Everything's going to be good. I'm going to move forward. Then when they found the tumor in my groin, it jumped to 3C. And my surgeon said, I'm going to be honest with you. That's you know, that's a big jump, and and we got to really get on this and, and do something. And, and I think that um, when that initially hit and it was a bigger deal, I wasn't all the way to stage four like Mark, but I'm 3C right on the brink. And I'm thinking, and pretty much my family and I broke down that night. You got to have that moment where you kind of just hits you, right? And you're like, I can't even believe this. It seems like a, it seems like a bad dream. I don't even, I, it doesn't seem like me. It's almost like an out-of-body experience, right? Looking at myself. And so, but, uh, but then the community all coming around and people helping, it's just overwhelming. And, you know, the emotional part of it, Terry, that, um, people don't really imagine like tim talked about too is the the loved ones my beautiful wife has had a much harder time emotionally i think than i because she is bearing the brunt of caring for me and taking care of me when i'm not feeling good and when things aren't going well and um and that's tough you know and my daughter who lives in town has done a ton my whole family has helped out my son and daughter-in-law have flown up here and and helped and my my sister Brenda drives me to OHSU and back quite often and so I've just been so blessed but without that emotional support it becomes harder um, to really go through the journey right Terry you need that and oh, you yeah. need to protect your loved ones correct right. and my husband he had to keep the insurance going he so he had to keep his job to keep the insurance going and to keep the kid in treatment right I mean really right. boil down to it but I had uh, and we first, we just moved here 10 weeks prior to my son being diagnosed. So we didn't know really a soul. And I was basically hospitalized with him the whole uh, 1996 to 1997. 
if I wasn't in the hospital, uh, we were home, but we were going to the hospital for blood products or platelets or whatever. So it was an intense year. And then he had a lot of problems. And of course, his leukemia was really a tough leukemia. Um, so the relapses weren't really, uh, they were devastating, but they weren't really that uh, surprising because it, his initial diagnosis, you know, so forth. Uh, but what you said about the community and our neighbors and our community start rallying and it, it just got, the ring got bigger and bigger and bigger before almost like a worldwide wing at, at some point. And uh, we were just uh, so blessed in that. And I still think of that. My, I'm getting goosebumps and I'm, my hands are sweating just even thinking about it again because it was, it's a real thing. And I'm thankful for all the people from the doctors to the dog walkers, really, and everybody in between. Right. That's how I said, yeah. And it's really in life and, and really it's in the little things. Like I said, the power of a chocolate chip cookie, getting pizza, <laughs> getting pizza for the residents and the, oh. and the staff on the floor just because I'm there and I'm, I'm hungry. So, hey, you, at 2 o'clock in the morning, you guys want something? It's that, those little moments that really right. help break up that monotony and that devastating news. Well, I'm longing for a chocolate chip cookie right now, <laughs> but with my blood sugar all out of whack, I can't have one. I'll You're send you one me. when you can. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I uh, what a blessing all of you are. Mark, I'm going to start with you and we're going to, uh, do a last round. Just give give everybody your last thoughts okay. um, on not only the journey of cancer, but overcoming and keeping that positive attitude. And then let everybody know how do they get in touch with you. Thanks, Russ. Um, mindset is so much more important for a cancer journey than even in regular life. Although I believe that that especially in today's world, you know, with all the negativity, uh, uh, positive attitude is so essential. But with the cancer journey, it, it's, it's, it's absolutely a must. Uh, there's a book that I read uh, by Kelly Turner called Radical Remissions. And she points out nine characteristics that uh, cancer patients who've made it that she's seen. And I've seen the same ones, and I'm not going to go through them right now, but one of the main ones is is not only diet, but a positive attitude. And a positive attitude, th there's so many things that we as cancer patients have to go through. We have, almost have to compartmentalize things as we go through our days. I mean, I took, I took a one day at a time approach, uh, because if I would have looked at the landscape of what I had to do, uh, not only this week, but next week, but next month, it would have been overwhelming. So I just took it one single day at a time. And, right. and by doing that, it was easy, you know, by taking the little bite of a day and, and just taking each day in and of itself really worked out well for me. And uh, so just just wanted to share how important that positive attitude uh, on a daily basis is. I wake up and I'm excited every single day. I'm thankful for every single day, every single minute 
uh, of every single day because that's our pre most precious commodity is time. Yep, that's right. You that's cannot right. replace it. And uh, to finish up, uh, people can reach me on LinkedIn. Uh, I have a YouTube channel called uh, To Be Your Own Hero. And we also run a cancer group on the Clubhouse app called Cancer Conquering Community. Um, and, and so, you know, get involved. If you're a cancer patient, reach out to, there, there's so much more now than uh, even a few years ago. Get involved because these are, these are some of the greatest people on earth, no, no doubt about it. So thank you so much, Russ, for doing this. I really appreciate it. You bet, Mark. And all your information magically appeared below you and is in both the show notes and the comments. So everybody can click on that if you want to get a hold of Mark. And we're going to go to Savio next. Savio, wrap it up for us. Sure. So just in reflecting with my own cancer journey and story, and also I come from a very interesting perspective because my book was a result of interviewing, at this point, 200 cancer survivors. So I understand... Um, their pain, I understand their sorrow, but I also understand their victory story to some degree. And what I would just leave your audience with is, you know, I think the key here is you need to advocate for yourself. You need to understand and have knowledge what your cancer is because you're fighting something and you need to understand what its weaknesses are, what's its strengths and find ways in and around that. You know, the one thing that I said to myself when I was in the hospital for 15 days was my physical body with cancer is diseased, but my other parts of who I am, my emotional body, my, my, my mental thinking, my psychology, my spirituality, they're all intact. And I, I, I basically pulled myself from that disease or that aspect. And of course, I thank the doctors, I thank the chemo and all that. But I think a lot of this comes down to not only mindset, but in, in the belief in, in the impossible. And, you know, us cancer survivors are proof positive that it's not a death sentence. It doesn't have to be a death sentence. You can overcome. And so I would just leave that with, you know, with your audience and with, uh, you know, with everyone else listening. Great. And people get in touch with you. Sure. So they can find me on my main website, which is thehumanresolve.com. It's the same, the human resolve on all the socials and on LinkedIn, I'm Savio P. Clementi. Awesome. And of course that magically appeared below you as you were speaking. So <laughs> Uh, people can click on that, get a hold of Savio. And uh, Terry, we're going to go to you next. Okay, thank you. Well, I'd like to say that because uh, making lemonade out of lemons has already been taken, so my whole thing about all this cancer and everything else in my life, I've had to manufacture a lot of sunshine. So Manufacturing Sunshine is my blog, and you can reach me at terrytomoff.com. But I want to say that uh, this is a quote that I thought of, and uh, it's actually on my website, is sometimes life's greatest gifts are in the smallest things that make the biggest impact. And no matter what we're going through, whether cancer or any mental disease, anything that really were life-challenging moments, I've learned that when we help others, we ultimately help ourselves. And thank you for hosting, Russ, all of us. You, you bet. You bet. And I couldn't agree with that more. You know, by reaching out and blessing others, we're blessed and we help you, other people and help each other. We're helped. And I could not agree with that more because it's so important to come together as a community to actually take action and helping people. And uh, so, yeah, Terry, thank you so much. All your information, too, 
I was yeah. in the um, in the show notes and it magically appeared below you. I know and the so, only thing I, I see quilts from the heart that's no longer available. Oh. It's it's terrytomoff.com now. Okay. All right. That's okay. We'll get that, we'll get yeah. that fixed. Get All that right. fixed. So perfect. All right. Well, Tim, we're gonna wrap up with you for today. Yes, thank you so much again for having me and all of us, Russ. Um, so I would say, you know, I want to talk a little bit about the importance of sharing your cancer story because sharing your cancer story brings you together with other cancer patients, survivors, and supporters, and it can lead you to people such as all of you people who are who are so supportive. You can learn from people. You'll learn from other people. You'll, you'll connect with people that will support you and that you will support. I remember shortly after I started sharing my cancer story and I um, shared it on LinkedIn, somebody saw in my LinkedIn title that it said leukemia survivor. So he reached out to me and he was another leukemia survivor, but he had only been diagnosed three months before. And he said, hey, could we get on a call? And so we talked and he, he just, he was scared. He didn't know what to expect. And so we just had a conversation. We talked about life. We talked about cancer. We had some good laughs. And so I would just encourage those of you who are going through cancer, who have been through cancer to share your story when you truly feel it's time to share your story. Um, also, Russ, I want to uh, thank you for inspiring all of us by continuing to show up, sending you love and light and hugs as you go through your cancer journey you have been uh continuing to show up with all of your posts and shows you know through it all and um sending you sending you big hugs russ hedge well you know what i tell you the radiating rule uh real movement that uh, nancy and you really started has inspired me because sharing uh really brings people together and brings people out that need need that inspiration and need that, like you said, maybe they're going through something similar. Yeah. One thing I didn't mention um, when Terry was talking, and that is um, I had both a close, close friend who had a son and I had my niece, her little son, both went through the leukemia journey for two or three years. And um, both are in remission and young men that are doing great and they're in high school now and they were just little when it started sure. and um what a blessing to see them and how their families rallied around and Dornbecker's here in um in portland was amazing for them it's actually just a just next to ohsu where i go um but uh, just amazing and you know they've really rallied back we're a close family but they really rallied back and are praying and are supporting me uh, through what's going on. And I just think that, again, supporting each other, lifting each other up uh, makes all the difference. It really does. So I just want to thank you all for being here. I'm going to send you all to the green room real quick and wrap things up. But what a blessing. And really, Mark and I have known each other for a while now, but Savio and Terry, so great to meet you. And uh, you. we will stay in touch. I'm a lifetime connector, so you're stuck with me as your friend now. So, <laughs> I am too. Sure. <laughs> I love it. That's great. I love it. Thank you so much, Russ. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank, we you. Love Thank you, right. Russ. Thank you. All Tim. right. Hey, hang tight here in the green room. I'm going to send you out right now, one at a time. If I get everybody out, there we go. Woo. All right. Well, listen, thanks so much for being here, everybody. You know, this again, Russ Reels Live is all about being real and all about being authentic. And, uh, you know, today we were very vulnerable with the stories of what's happened in our lives and what's happening in our lives. 
And you know what? But the but the bottom line is there's hope. The bottom line is there is a brighter uh, there's a brighter day. The you know I loved what my dad used to say when I was young. When your day was really going crummy and things were just falling apart, he'd look at me and he'd go, "You know, son, tomorrow's another day." And meaning that you know what, this too shall pass. We'll move on. Things are going to be better tomorrow. And I want to tell you all that too. Whatever you're going through, I know I have no idea what you're going through, whether it's cancer or whether it's another disease or whether it's just family issues or whatever is happening in your life. Maybe your life is fantastic and you're celebrating. I am so glad for you. But whatever's going on, I just want to tell you, hang tight, keep moving forward. There's going to be ups and downs in life. You know, in this life, we're going to have trouble um, and we just need to hang tight and move through it and come out better on the other side. And we are truly better together as represented by this group today. So just want to thank you all for being here today. And don't forget every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time on Rush Reels Live, we will be here. We are a topic-driven, panel-driven show. So we have great topics and great panels, uh, including many of the people in the comments today that have been part of Rush Reels Live. So thanks again to Tim and, and Savio and Terry and Mark uh, so much for being here today. And we will see you all next week, 4 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. I'm Russ Reels Live. Till then, have a great day and a great life. Bye, everybody.